Hi, and welcome to this special members episode of Forest for the Future, the series where we look into how innovation in FSC can help save our forest. And why is this a special episode? Well, it is because just like the previous one, it's one of the episodes where we will be seeing FSC membership democracy in action. FSC membership democracy is one of the things that I'm most proud about while working with FSC. In this podcast, we will be diving into some of the motions that members of FSC International has suggested for FSC at the FSC International General Assembly coming up. We will try to give you a glimpse into the intention and the rationale behind some of the central motions from members and also put them into the perspective of all of the processes already going on in FSC. In this episode, we look at two motions focusing on FSC and climate action. The one motion asks for FSC to urgently put FSC climate action front and center. And the other motion asks for FSC to revamp our ecosystem services certification as a tool to take action in time. More specifically, we will be hearing from Mike Beckin and Alan Smith. Let's first start by letting them introduce themselves. Hi, Alan and Mike, welcome to the podcast. I'd love to start out with just a brief introduction of the two of you. How did you get involved with FSC and, and what are you doing with FSC now? If we start with you, Mike. Hi, first of all, thanks for having me here. I got involved with FSC about 16 years ago. I was working for another charity called the Fair Trade Foundation. So I heard about FSC. I happen to be from Brazil, so when I was in Brazil visiting my family, I started to make some contacts and finding out what was that about. That then took me all the way to the Amazon to visit some of the FSC concessions and forests and sawmills, and I just fell in love with it then, right there and then. It's just a beautiful model of how to coexist with the forest. So since then, I've been um, devoting more and more time to it. Right now, I run a company that um, promotes and sells FSC timbers, and I'm on the board of the FSC UK. Okay, what about you, Alan? My involvement goes back to 2004 when I joined FSC as in, in charge of the social program. But um, the lead up to that was my involvement in forestry over quite a long term, actually. I was really due for retirement. And in fact, I did retire and I was at a loose end and looked around for a job connected with forestry and amazingly FSC was looking for staff so I joined and then I had a bright idea of initiating ecosystem services procedures within FSC so I, I'm actually quite proud of that because uh, mm -hmm. it, it has gained some momentum but not enough and then I finally did retire I thought. However, I was then voted onto the board of FSC International. So I spent four years on the international board up till uh, 2019. And then after that, life was peaceful. So we definitely have a lot of FSC expertise in the room today. And we also have some really interesting motions to discuss. And Mike, maybe we could start with your motion because you are the main proposer of Motion 20, which is called the Climate Emergency Motion. Can you tell us what it is that you're calling for? 
This is a motion that sets the stage for FSC to step up its, its articulation in terms of climate change, now called climate emergency, very soon to become climate disaster, because there's this gaping hole with the work that FSC does and the links to climate change. And the motion is basically asking for that gap to be closed. I can't think of another organization better than FSC to pick up the, the flag and take it to a much broader range of connections out there. There are banks, there are governments, there are consultants, there are wider public. Everyone wants to understand how can forests play a better role in climate change mitigation. And I think FSE has that responsibility, but it hasn't yet picked up the mantle to do that. So that's what the motion is calling for. It is a call to action to say, we should really understand ourselves in the greater context of climate change, not in the smaller context of forest certification. It's very interesting. I think a lot of people can sympathize. One thing though that strikes me when I read your motion is that when normally when we read motions from members, it's calling for FSC to do something very specific by a very specific date and implement something or change something. And yours is very general. It's, it seems like a general wish for FSC to put climate front and center. Can you explain a bit more what actions you're expecting to be taken if the motion gets approved? The reason the motion may come across as slightly vague is because there are already elements within FSC that point towards this need to address climate change. So basically the motion is saying this needs to be the top priority. It doesn't mean that we'll drop everything we've done or that we'll stop doing or we'll change other priorities or anything like that, but it just says we need to understand ourselves as a nature-based solution to climate change and mm -hmm. do the things we do probably even better so we will continue to do work on native peoples. We'll continue to do work on digitalization. We'll continue to do work on the normative framework setting that is the core of FSC. We're just understanding ourselves as providing the solutions in the greater context of climate change. And that's what I mean by climate change should be the guiding um, force that we should be thinking of when we're developing new policies, new statutes, new norms. You know, it is... How does this contribute to climate change? What is our tangible contribution to this debate? I, I will then repeat the question, because really then, what is the tangible difference that you would like to see from FSC? What is it that you want us to do? Well, the thing is, this motion stems from a previous motion that has already been voted for in the previous GA Vancouver. Four years ago, I put a motion called the climate change motion, which was asking for FSC to study learn and understand what benefits it currently offers to climate change. So far, that motion has not been delivered. So FSC does not yet understand what it does and how it could improve what it currently does towards climate change, how it benefits. And, and that's why the motion sounds vague, because FSE hasn't devoted enough time, energy and resources to understanding its current contribution. If we don't know where we are, it's very difficult to say we'll go that way. So the motion is saying mm -hmm. we should really find out what we do so that we can move ahead. So for instance, Alan's motion would mm -hmm. be the very logical next step of my motion. 
Okay, well then maybe we can transition to you, Alan, because you are the owner of Motion 48 with the quite long title, very instructive title as well, which is called Streamline the Ecosystem Services Procedure, Incorporate More Services and Maximize Its Potential. Can you just start by explaining to the listeners what is ecosystem services, just in case they don't know? Ecosystem services, in, in the broad sense, is almost everything that the forest produces. The UN even includes timber as an ecosystem services. But if we get down to it, we're talking about uh, water sources, erosion protection, controlling fire risks. There are many things. The Forest Research Organization, C4, has identified 23 specific ecosystem services. And these range from cultural services, protecting indigenous people's sacred sites in the forest, to ecotourism, uh, a whole range of things. So really, you can say ecosystem services are what the forest delivers to society as a whole, not just an economic concept. It's a social and environmental one as well. So really, it's trying to get a grip on what FSC can deliver. At the moment, FSC has limited its procedure to five services, which is fair enough. But even with those five services, and they are important, including carbon sequestration and water quality, water supply, it has not maximized the potential, which is why I have rather a long title for the motion. And also, I have to say, the high-level text is quite long because I wanted to get across that really FSC could do a lot more, could improve its image as well as its effectiveness by making the most of ecosystem services procedures. You you do not have any other organization at the moment who has the capacity to cover all of the forest services. There is no organization anywhere which addresses the whole spectrum as could FSC. Now, if you put that in the climate change context, that is, in fact, very important. We're not just talking about carbon sequestration here or climate change mitigation. We're talking about adaptation. And this is where ecosystem services have a great potential. Uh, Where I am located, which is in Bonn, just down the road, some 20, 30 kilometers away, there was a disastrous flood. This was in a forested area in a valley and not sufficient precautions were taken to look after the water sources. And when you had a exceptionally high rainfall, the result was very damaging flooding. This was a direct climate change disaster. And now the German government is putting in millions of euros to look after the, the water ecosystem service in its forest. If you apply that to other areas, uh, you can see the potential that FSC would have if if it got its act together and pushed much more uh, its role in certifying forests, including ecosystem services. Mm-hmm. The two motions could be seen as twin motions. Mm-hmm. One is setting the context and the other is already one of the expressions of how Motion 20 would go forward. It's thanks to Alan's vision that mm-hmm. we could put something to this is a weak spot where FSC is missing a trick. And just as a parenthesis, every time we say climate change, we are including 
loss of biodiversity because they are intertwined. They are the mm -hmm. same things. Ellen, if I can then go back to you, because from what I gather, you're saying FSC should expand from just covering five different ecosystem services to encompassing all. Yeah. What is I, it that you're uh, proposing that we do? Well, at the moment, they do not have the capacity really to cover everything. And I, I certainly would not go against their selection of the first five, which actually includes high conservation values, which is obviously about biodiversity. But the thing is, a forest has all these services, and really, it, you don't necessarily have to separate them out. They are, in many cases, complementary. I mean, you can't have a tree growing if you don't have water. So I think they should have a, a broader perspective. And Mike's motion, if you like, sets the scene. And the motion 48 on ecosystem services and motion 49, which is due to be considered next year, are diving deeper, as is the current expression, looking at the potential in the forest for what FSC could deliver on. And here we're not just talking about FSC as an organization as such. We are talking about its capacity to deliver impact. And even if it raised the profile, if it drew much more attention to the capacity of looking after ecosystem services, in some cases even developing them, then that alone would make an impact. But sadly, FSC has not really grabbed the opportunity. And I think this is a, it's a pity for FSC, but it's also a pity for wider society, that you have an organization here which could offer solutions, but has not really capitalized as it could have done on providing answers, or let's say part of the answers. I can't <laughs> say that FSC on its own is going to solve everything, but it can certainly make a very useful contribution. The other aspect which feeds into this, and this is what Motion 49 is more dedicated to, is the marketing of the ecosystem services concept. So you have Motion 20, which is basically setting the scene, saying, FSC, get going on this. You have Motion 48, which looks at the supply side, what can be done in the forest using FSC certification tools. And you have Motion 49, which is looking at the promotion of FSC's role in climate change mitigation and adaptation. So you have three motions which fit together. So you, you have the capacity within FSC that needs to be developed, but up to now, this has not happened. Mm -hmm. Mike, you want to come in? Again, you know, one of the reasons why I've left Motion 20 wide open, Alan's uh, motions are brilliant examples of how FSC could um, hit the ground running in terms of climate change. But I wanted to leave the space open so that if Motion 20 is successful, there would not be a need for further motions because, you know, that's quite a, a difficult way of getting things done. Imagine, for instance, the potential that is dormant for international funds to come into certificate holders that are suddenly found to be contributing towards climate change mitigation. Do we need a motion for that, to look into that aspect? I don't think so. I think Motion 20 covers that 
if FSC has enough scope, has enough staff, has enough focus on looking at this issue. And there's just a, a plethora of opportunities uh, sitting there that FSC hasn't yet engaged with. There, there is work being done and FSC has been really good so far. It's just that it's not enough given the scale of the crisis, which is also an opportunity. We are the, the potential to speak for and on behalf of forests. And yet we haven't done that. So I really think this is a very important time for FSC to widen its scope, widen its understanding and start engaging with a, a huge range of people that are very thirsty for solutions, for technical information, for knowledge on how forests can contribute and be one of the main solutions to climate change. I know, though, that amongst the membership, some have been worried that if we focus too much on climate change and communicate and, and evaluate everything against climate change, that we risk diluting or moving away from the core mission of FSC, which is to secure responsible management of our forest worldwide. How would you reply to those worries, that, that fear of losing the original vision of FSC? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I, I really struggle to understand this um, notion that one competes with the other. How can forestry be responsible if it's not addressing the greatest challenge our planet has seen? Yeah. Agreed. Uh, if I can come in on that, I, I think there's there's a misunderstanding. I think in, there was one comment that ecosystem services, if taken too far in uh, inverted commas, would overshadow uh, timber industry. This is a total misunderstanding from my point of view. A forest, if you use it for timber, whatever, it does deliver ecosystem services. The obvious one is, of course, carbon sequestration. Now, responsible forestry means you don't eliminate all the forests because it delivers all these other services. If it was not the case, then you'd have clear felling taking place all over. But there is an appreciation that responsible forestry does mean looking after the ecosystem as a whole, the forest ecosystems. So ecosystem services or would not overshadow the main task up to now of FSC. It will be complementary. It will be an add-on. It will be something additional, which actually would also enhance the image and reputation of the companies who take this seriously. Now, if I can also pick up on Mike's mm -hmm. point about funding, again, FSC has not made the most of utilizing the money that's out there waiting to be put into climate change issues and ecosystem services for that matter. And you have an opportunity now, you have the Conference of the Parties 26 coming up next month. Uh, this is an opportunity to spread the word that FSC is actively involved in climate change matters, and it can be a, a launching pad for gathering funds. You're going to have all sorts of organizations there from the UN organizations, obviously, NGOs, you have private sector companies. It's a big opportunity for FSC, but they have to have something to show, to project. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what worries me that they, up to now, they have not been able to get their act together. This is a reason for Motion 48. Get going on this. Mm -hmm. and, and Motion uh, 20. Yeah, I've laid out 
in a motion. You can't go into detail too much, but I've tried to put some signposts into where FSC should be going. They mm -hmm. need money to do this. Money is there, but also they have to have the ability to actually get hold of those funds. To do that, they have to project FSC as a valuable tool for mm -hmm. climate change mitigation and adaptation. The ecosystem services procedure is one element. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. to say that FM certification is irrelevant. By no means. It's very important. Responsible forestry is the basic platform of FSC. So this does not if affect in any way, uh, rather it enhances FSC's role. Before I let you in in a second, Mike, I'd like to ask a follow-up question, Alan, because FSC is already doing quite a lot of work in increasing ecosystem services. We're rolling out worldwide training of staff in all offices. There's an attempt to optimize our current offerings, etc. Are you seeing the ongoing processes cover what you're actually requesting, or isn't it enough? No, it's not enough. I'm, it's too slow. It doesn't have the dynamism. This is where Motion 20 comes in, the word urgency. They have to step up. They have to increase the expertise in this area. They have to market it better. There's much to do, and really up to now, they haven't had a sufficient team to get the show really on the road. And the example is ecosystem services procedures. The, the whole concept has been going on for more than 10 years. And we've only got 28 procedures validated. So it has to be considered very urgently. Time is running out. If you get your act together on ecosystem services procedures, you should be able to access the carbon markets. FSC has hardly been used as a tool to help generate revenue from the carbon markets. That's a big opportunity which has gone missing. Also, if you look at, well, water quality, again, th this is very important to ensure that not just the quality of water, but you have water flowing mm. down into urban areas. And the Chilean example that I mentioned is, in fact, uh, a municipality downstream who is paying the certificate holders upstream to look after their water source. So the money's out there on a, a lower level and on a higher level. It's time really to open the horizons. FSC is the tool for this, but it needs to really be developed and demonstrate its delivery. Yeah. The thing is, we can talk a lot about the, the billions of dollars that are available for projects of climate change mitigation and adaptation. I think FSE has a phenomenal opportunity to tap into those big purses. But I think it's important that we widen the scope and, and understand these motions of climate change. They're, again, trying to recontextualize what we're doing so that it's not to the detriment of the work that has already been done. Back to your original question. You can't, I think, imagine forestry today being responsible if it's not encompassing the effects of climate change. That's the ludicrous part of it. It's the fact that we have been watching climate change develop. We are all very passionate supporters of an environmental organization called FSC, and yet FSC has not yet stepped up to the plate 
researched, staffed, resourced, just prepared itself to go to COP26 and actually have something solid to say, will still go there in a weak position. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what Motion 20 is, is screaming for. You know, we've wasted four or five years now of runaway climate change, and we still don't know what FSC can solidly offer. Mm-hmm. And we are going to COP, but we still don't have the answer. So we will do, you know, a lot of networking. And yes, we will say we are important and we, you know, we hold so many millions of hectares and we, we represent so many interesting people and, and we have this beautiful democratic story. But what can we tangibly offer to the climate change debate is still vague to FSE. And that's why M20 is so vital. Mm-hmm. Because we need to catch up on lost time. And that's why I've called it an emergency. It's super important that FSC gets its game together, understands, researches, has some scientific evidence so that we can go to COP27 and say, this is what we know. This is what our forests managed under our system can offer. And if we slap on ecosystem services certification, this is how much more you could do and you can achieve. That's why we need your money. We need your support. We need your state forest concessions to convert to FSE methodology, because if we all come together, this is the contribution of forests to the whole planetary emergency. And in a way, it's a bit sad that FSC being an environmental organization still is behaving pretty much like the governments are doing dilly-dally talks at Glasgow. This is the bit that is heartbreaking. They know Mm -hmm. we are an environmental organization and yet we are taking these very tentative um, steps. Yes, we really mean and yes, we really care about this, but we haven't done anything yet. So to me, it states that FSC has not prioritized climate change. But is that then still where you'd like FSC to start with the scientific evidence? Is that fast enough and urgent enough? I don't think you can go and have serious grown-up conversations if you haven't got data to back up what you bring to the party. So yes, we need research. We needed to have started this work five years ago, sending the research organizations into yeah. our forests. We can't go out there and claim, hey, did you know that FSC forests are a fantastic tool to solving climate change if we haven't got the data to back it up? We have to. No, I, I, can I come in on that? Yes, because, you can. <laughs> because the project that I set up, I intentionally included the principal forestry research organization, C4, we worked not just on general data, but specific data, how to measure water quality, whatever. So there was a scientific input into this that has been lost or let's say sidelined. The beauty of um, ecosystem services is that it would turbocharge the catalog of evidence of impact of FSC. What what we're calling for is that we're not quite there yet. So we need to have something to start with so that we can go to these COP conferences and say, did you know that FSC forests store on average 23% more carbon than non-FSC forests or or they do this in terms of water or biodiversity of indigenous peoples. There's all these beautiful things that FSC does, but we just don't know. So we can't really claim. But Mm -hmm. once the whole thing gets going, 
can you imagine the beauty of because of course ecosystem services can only be awarded if you can prove an impact but there's something that actually doesn't really add up for me because on the one side you're talking about gathering a lot of evidence which i naturally agree to i'm from the technology and information unit and we love data and data points but on the other hand the motion also calls for a simplification of the ecosystem services procedure how can you actually add those two things together that on the one hand you have to have really hardcore verifiable data points but on the other hand it has to be really simple i changed the word simple to streamlining intentionally mm -hmm. because i i don't want this motion to be seen as lowering the bar i want it to be in fact being upgrading now what you have is a mass of words Pr procedure 60 pages long the guidance 60 pages long this in itself is a barrier. It's mm -hmm. a deterrent to, particularly to small operations. It's too difficult. You need to be able to explain it. But when you go out there on the ground, if we're talking about water quality, you have to do a professional job to ensure that what, if we're talking about water, what is going downstream is of the appropriate quality so that the certificate holder can say, well, I have looked after this water source. I kept the cattle away. I protected the forest cover around. You have to have these quality aspects there. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean to say you have to disguise it with a massive verbiage. You need to get the wording done um, in a much simpler way, much more comprehensible way. You That's a problem. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if somebody who's in a community out in the Amazon looks at this, they're just put off immediately. 60 pages to go through? Wow, come on. It's like a size of a small novel. I, I think that's what I actually meant. So the word streamlining is getting the emphasis, not simplification. So are you saying a lot of things could just be deleted in the current procedure? Is that it? I think it could be made more understandable. Reduce the size, certainly. I also would say... When you're talking about impact, if we look at how ecosystem services can deliver, so what is necessary to validate them, but presented in a, a simple way, so that when you get an audit team going there, they have the professionals to look at what's there. If you're talking about, for instance, labor law, mm -hmm. you, we don't put in an FSC standard that you have to comply with this labor law, which in the United States says this, that, and the other. No, you, you just say you comply. And then mm -hmm. those who are going to do the audit, they should know what they have to comply with. That is where you need to simplify. You say what needs to be done, but you do not get into the detail. So uh, there's a whole mix of things that needs to be addressed and put right. And... As much as the people now involved in FSC dealing with this, doing their best, it's not enough. You need to put more staff resources in, more expertise in, look at where the difficulties are and provide solutions within the normative framework and mm -hmm. within the audit requirements. But you don't need to have a, a single detailed expression for every single one. I think that's what I really meant by streamlining 
And Mike, actually, I'd, I'd like to ask a similar question to you, because I know that one of the worries that's been there in terms of FSC adding more focus to climate was that, well, the standard FSC way of adding stuff is adding more normative requirements and adding mm -hmm. more things to audit and therefore potentially making FSC even more complex, even more expensive, especially yes. for the small and medium-sized companies and, and forest owners and smallholders. Yes. Do you share this concern or do you see other ways for FSC to implement more climate focus? My dream is that in the future, the FM certificate framework would consider and would include aspects of climate change. That, you know, management of forests should include management for climate change. You know, what's happening to your own forest with regards to climate and, and invasive species. This is one of the, one of the expressions that I, I would envisage would come forward in the next few years after the motion is passed. So adding additional generic indicators and have them implemented into national standards? That could well be. I'm mm. not being prescriptive on purpose. And that's exactly why we've been dealing about why the motion is not being prescriptive, because we don't know. Mm -mm. Um, and we don't know how um, it could be, whether it can be. What I do know is that we should be thinking about it. And currently we're not. Mm -hmm. And that's what the motion is about, that we really should be having these conversations. Yeah. But do you think that the fact that FSC hasn't moved faster is because FSC doesn't know either? That is a really yeah. difficult topic to, to grapple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, so the question is, why doesn't FSC mm. know enough about this? Given that it is one of the key levers of climate change is forest recover. Mm -hmm. So how come FSC doesn't know enough about it in 2021 when there's no lack of evidence there's no doubt now in, in the greater part of the population that you know climate change is now a runaway event yeah somehow or other fsc has lost its uh, direction if i can put it that way it has a mission yes we know a global strategy but the clarity somehow is not there and i think there has to be a rethink of how the organization has been structured. FSC, if it's going to make a real impact, has got to get its act together also in the operational sense, as well as emphasizing climate change from a policy and strategic angle. What happens then if the members say no to these two motions? Doesn't it then just look like FSC and our members don't care about climate change and care about ecosystem services? <laughs> Good yeah, well, who, who do you want to answer that? Uh, <laughs> firstly, firstly, I don't think it will happen. Secondly, it will, let's say, limit the future. It might even say FSC will no longer be relevant. It has to deal with climate change. And I'm confident that the membership across all three chambers will be aware of the importance of doing something effective to mitigate and adapt to climate change. I'm optimistic that both these motions will go through. Yeah, I think we've had the global strategic plan published. We've now had the implementation published, but I really think that FSC is in dire need of a new vision. And I think answering to the climate change challenge is the vision and the opportunity that FSC needs. It really brings everything into sharp focus. And that's really the spirit of Motion 20 on, on the climate emergency. So I hope that the membership will um, understand the need for this 
concerted effort. It, it is really a call to action to say, look, we can't ignore this any further. This needs to be a super top priority. Mm -hmm. My last question was originally to take you through the traditional FSC exercise of summing up your points in 60 <laughs> seconds, but you both just did. So I'm going to ask you something else instead. If I call you back up in two years from now, where do you hope that we are? Alan, your motion is now approved. I call you up in two years. What's happened since then? Well, firstly, I hope I'm still alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> secondly, I, I think really I'm, I'm looking towards the impact. So this will be not just uh, the output in terms of take up. Instead of having 28 procedures validated, I, I will look towards having 100, 200. But it's not just the, the output, it's the effect, actually having FSC certification involved and raising the profile, projecting market accessibility and actually delivering impact. I'd like mm -hmm. to see that. More take up and look at is it really delivering and also better marketing, which will, of course, fit in with higher take up. So that's what I would hope. Mm -hmm. What about you? That's a really good question. I like the UN to come to FSC and say, hey, guys, can you help us? I like the same with the World Bank coming to, to FSC. I'd like most governments to come to FSC and say, we've got so many hectares of um, state forests. Can you help us understand how these forests could make a certified impact on climate change contribution? That's what I hope. Yeah, um, I agree fully, by the way. I, I would be delighted if FSC was in demand rather than having to go out and sell itself, I, I think that would be a major achievement for the future of the organization. For me, getting to grips with climate change is where the future of FSC lies. If it doesn't, then might as well join with PFC. <laughs> I, I think to me, the key word in this whole debate is relevance. Forests have a, a huge role to play in, in climate change and loss of biodiversity. And I think FSC is, like Alan says, is playing with its relevance in terms of future work. And to ignore the role that FSC can play in climate change is really playing with the relevance of FSC in the next five to 10 years. So mm -hmm. I, I would like FSC to, to take this really, really seriously and put climate change and loss of biodiversity center to everything it does, to how it sees what it does. That's it. And what you just witnessed here is the power of FSC. Our members suggesting changes and calling for action from FSC and discussing them in a global setting using all of their valuable on the ground knowledge as a starting point. If you are a member of FSE International, don't forget to let your voice be heard on these two motions and all of the other ones coming up for voting during our General Assembly. Voting will open on October 25th and it will stay open until November 30th, 2021. You can find much more information on the General Assembly, the motions and everything else going on at ga.fsc.org where you can also register for the virtual event which will be happening from October 25th to 29th. At the event, motions will be presented and discussed and you will find a series of exciting side events as well. We will of course also publish daily highlights as part of this podcast. 
Until then, if we have intrigued you by listening to this podcast to learn more about innovations in FSC, both within technology but also more broadly, I encourage you to start following this podcast. You can also join our LinkedIn group. It's called FSC Digital Innovation and it's open for everyone. And you can also get in touch with me at any time on digitalinput at fsc.org. I'm Laura Worm and this was Forest for the Future.